0: Thank you for joining the Dark Light Podcast. Here at the Dark Light Podcast, you will find information about the absolute truth. Hang on tight as we go to discover the light in the darkness. Matthew 21 verse 42 Berean literal Bible Jesus says to them did you never read in the scriptures the stone that those builders rejected this has become the chief corner this was from the Lord and it is marvelous in our eyes we must make a note that the New American Standard exhaustive concordance tells us that this primitive root word for chief, as in chief cornerstone, has been translated into English four times as chief, one time as hair 50 times as head or heads 19 times and very one time the reasons why theology is so complicated so difficult for most people to understand or even grasp the basics is a complex answer associated with the way in which the plain Bible verses are twisted to some individual's agenda, to a corporate agenda, to a world narrative. Instead of people simply looking at the verses and comparing the verses with each other, a assumed position is inserted by either the translators or church leaders or somebody in power who wants to push the narrative in a certain direction and it is for these issues and these problems that people reject the truth when Jesus the Christ Was speaking to those who were questioning his authority he made reference to a very popular story that originates in the Old Testament and it is a story about how Solomon's temple was built many of these facts are overlooked by Western theologians, by Western thinking individuals, because the process which was used in the building of Solomon's Temple was quite different than the way in which Western styled buildings are built. So what we need to understand from the foundation of the story, from the get-go of the building of Solomon's Temple, is that Solomon's Temple was cut out of stones. Not just any stones, but these stones were pre-cut. They were cut at the location where the stones were dug out of the mountain. They were hewn like Inca stones. Now, if you've ever been to Peru and looked at the massive walls and the streets in what is known as the Altiplano, far up in the mountains, far away from any technology, far away from any modern equipment. We have these intricately placed stones which are cut on several sides and then fitted into a structure, sometimes a wall, sometimes a road, sometimes a pyramid monument, to the Inca gods. And it is this type of stone building structure which was used in the building of Solomon's temple. Each stone was pre-cut and then brought to the building site. These stones were arranged piece by piece, like a pyramid, and as the building grew from the ground up, each stone, weighing several tons, was placed on top of the last stone, and little by little the building took shape. Well, according to the story, which we find written in several places, especially in the Tanuk, in the Jewish literature, we see that there was a specific odd-shaped stone that the builders at the building site could not figure out where this stone was supposed to go because it was so oddly shaped. So as they continued to construct and build this stone monument, this stone edifice, this huge temple complex, this stone became a stumbling block, a stone that just was in the way. And the builders rejected that stone as an accident, as a stone which nobody really wanted. They had no idea where it belonged. But like a pyramid, there is always a capstone, a pillar, a last block that solidifies the whole entire building. Unlike Western buildings where we create buildings from the ground up, and we make the cornerstone the most important, and then we build out from that stone. And this is typically seen when we break ground and they make an official announcement that they're going to build something. That cornerstone is oftentimes set. cement as an indicator of the start of the building of the building process in the building of Solomon's temple the most important stone was actually the cap stone the translators translated that word into English as cornerstone, because they're using a more Roman Western style of building. But actually, this strange looking stone that the builders rejected in the building of Solomon's Temple became the capstone, the most important final stone that made the building complete that kept all the other stones in place like a jigsaw puzzle and it became the chief stone later referred to as the chief cornerstone so let's be clear that we must understand the context of these verses as Jesus the Christ explains that He Himself is that Rock, that Chief Cornerstone, the one the builders rejected. And isn't it interesting that even in Jesus the Christ's day, those same stone masons, those same leaders those same religious authorities rejected Jesus the Christ they rejected the chief cornerstone acts 4:11 new international version jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Please note that according to the New American Standard Bible translators, the word corner, as in cornerstone, has been translated two times as. Chiefs sixteen times as corner, two times as corner towers, seven times as corners, three times as corner stone, and one time as corner stone with a star next to it, meaning there's an explanation. So we can see here in this verse from the book of Acts that the early Christian church the disciples, the apostles themselves including Peter referred to Jesus as the chief Cornerstone, the rock, the rock that the builders rejected. The most important position within the building process, within the organization, is upon this rock that the church is built. This concept, which has been so misconstrued and altered over the millennia and has become theology for many churches, must be understood in its true context. Here in the book of Acts, we see that the early Christian church made no distinction between the rock, the cornerstone, and Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Christ is the rock of our salvation. Matthew 16. Verse 18. And I tell you, you are Peter, Greek, Petro, a large piece of rock. And on this rock, Greek word Petra, a huge rock, like the Gibraltar, I will build my church and the gates of Hades the powers of the underworld will not prevail against it One of the most destructive and harmful verses used by many in the theological community to destroy the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ. This verse, more than any other verse, has ruptured the theological community of churches and organizations and denominations. Jesus is emphatic and the issue is what did he actually say? In order to understand this verse we must understand the context and the context can only be understood in the light of all the other verses Old Testament and New Testament in relationship to God being the rock of our salvation. Once you establish that Jesus the Christ is in fact God, he becomes that rock, the rock of Gibraltar, the huge mountain rock. Not some small pebble, not some small piece of a rock. And that distinction is lost within the Greek translation of the New Testament. And unfortunately, that is also lost in the Latin Vulgate, which is so corrupted that most theologians, most translators will tell you that they cannot translate correctly the pieces of the Vulgate Latin Bible. It's just too corrupted. So when we look at the Greek translation of the two words. Petros and Petra. They have very different meanings. And one is a small idea of a small rock, a small pebble, stone. And the other word is a large mountain of a stone, which cannot be moved it is also important to note that the word Hades which is a mythological term used by the Greeks for the land of the underworld, the land of the dead, the land of darkness which the Egyptians understood as the land where you go when you die that mythological model is inserted here in the greek translation so that this word hades as in the gates of hades will not prevail against it is not only a mythological place but hades the person is also a mythological person and Hades according to the Greek mythology was the guardian of the underworld Hades what we know in English as hell and Hades had his three headed dog with him to guard the gates to hell So, in English, the words Hades, Hell, have been twisted, mixed up, used interchangeably in such a way that the translators have been able to manipulate the end result of the ideas presented in the English translations of the Bible. But when we look at the original context and we look at the ancient languages, it is very clear that Jesus is making a distinction between a small rock and a large mountain. And he calls himself the stone which the builders rejected, the rock of our salvation. Psalms 118 verse 22 Aramaic Bible in plain English The stone which the builders rejected, that has become the head of the building. So now we see from this verse which Jesus clearly was coding and making reference to. We see that the idea of the chief stone, the final stone the rock that holds the building together, the capstone, is in fact a reference to Jesus the Christ, God himself. We must understand that if we ignore the context of this Verse, this story, the references in light of the fact of how the structure, the building was created, we run the risk of drawing the wrong conclusions in the analogy of Jesus and the rock. So let's be clear, the Bible is consistent. The Old Testament and the New Testament say the exact same thing. Jesus the Christ is our rock of salvation. Jesus the Christ is the foundation of the church itself Ephesians 2 verse 20 built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone 1 Peter 2 Verse 7. To you who believe, then, this stone is precious. But to these who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Two points jump out at us when we look at these two verses Ephesians and 1 Peter the first thing that we notice is that the church at Ephesus which is the letters written to the Ephesians was a very specific church within the Christian community. The instruction given in Ephesus was of a nature of what we would call today a theological seminary. This group of believers were intent on understanding and practicing the truth as it is in Jesus the Christ and when we look at first Peter one of the books which is really an extended letter written by Peter himself we see that he is making the comparison of a believer in Christ Jesus and a non-believer in Christ Jesus. As a Jew, Peter recognized that there were two classes of people within the religious community to which he belonged. Not only was he a circumcised Jew But he was also an apostle of the Christian faith. And in that context, we see that even Peter would not give himself the title of Pope or leader, but rather made the example between believers and non-believers. If you're a believer, then Jesus is your rock. If you're a non-believer, then Jesus is the rock that the builders rejected. So either way, Jesus is still the rock. Even Peter understood this truth. You have been listening to The Dark Light. Thank you for joining us. Please like, subscribe, and tell your friends about the Dark Light podcast. We would love to have you here each and every day to discover the light in the darkness.